Urban Man, a podcast specifically based on the outlandish inner workings of my non-conventional brand. For those who don't know me, I'm the host of this good old here machine, Saha Cool. Hopefully you're not easily offended, but on the other hand, hopefully you are. I'm not the villain of this real-life Negro superhero story, I'm just a guy with an opinion. So let's get to it. Yo! What is the goddamn groove? Now look, if I sat here and I said that I was surprised, I'd be goddamn lying. You guys are still here. I have not ran you off yet, but you somehow... Just somehow I'm keeping you entertained because you're back for more. And since you're here, you should do me a little favor. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in. You know, wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you frequent your favorite podcast, I want you to do one thing. Make sure that you're subscribed. Okay, so if you're on Spotify, I need you to follow me. Okay. If you're on fucking uh, Google Play, add me to a playlist. Go ahead, keep them updates flowing. If you're on Anchor, add me to your favorites. Stitcher, whatever. Now, specifically, if you're on Apple Music, right? This is what I need you guys to do. I need to get some exposure here. I need y'all to go to my podcast on there. Search it. Go to the bottom. Scroll up to the bottom. You're going to see those details, those deets. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see five stars. Give me five of those things. Subscribe to that thing. Leave me a review on that thing. I need to rise up in what we like to call these podcast ranks. I need that exposure, okay? I need to, you know what I'm saying? I need to show them this fan base that I'm cultivating because we're all in this together. We're all in this shit together. So that's all I need you guys to do. But without that being said, let me get on with this episode. Today, I want to break bread. And today is a first because I don't have any bread. What I have is a salad next to me because I have been going dumb hard on this diet. I have been going so goddamn hard on this diet. Uh, I am down a significant amount of weight. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm fitting shit that I didn't know I could fit. Okay? So... Instead of breaking bread physically, I want to break bread metaphorically. And today we're going to break bread for not only a good episode, but for the niggas who actions match their words and the women who actively try to make good choices. Now, my random thought this week kind of inspired this episode in in a different way. So... I was re-listening to to Operation Unicorn, and I realized that in that section of where I'm talking about women that I've dated or that I've had relations with, I didn't go into as grand a detail that I wanted to. And as I was pondering that, I was watching a film, right? And one of my favorite movies that I got the chance to rewatch as of late is a Jim Carrey classic. You know what I'm saying? It is called Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. So, boom. Let me break it down, the plot for you. After rewatching it, right, the plot is this. There's this dude. His name is Joel Barish. 
and he is kind of like a an introverted guy and whatnot. And he was in a relationship with a chick named Clementine, who's the complete and total opposite of him. And she's paid by uh, what the hell is Shorty's name? Kate Winslet. They ran a relationship. Shit didn't work out. Shorty goes to this company <laughs> and fucking erases the memories of their relationship. And Jim Carrey finds out and he goes and he like, man, fuck it. I'm going to do that same shit, too. And so he goes through the process of erasing his memories. Now, the story is kind of told. It's not told in a linear way. It's kind of told like three different ways. You got uh, them meeting each other for the first time again for the first time and feeling this attraction toward each other and not knowing what it means then you got the sequence in which as Jim Carrey is going through this process of getting his memories erased I think it's like a backwards timeline so it starts with the oldest memory and then it, it I guess it, it he it erases the memories backwards so as he's going through this memory scapes he's he's like seeing the happier moments that he had with his shorty and He's trying to hide the memory of her in other memories that don't coincide with her. So, in a sense, he's trying to save his relationship from getting deleted. Save the thought of losing or forgetting her from getting deleted. And that is the sense of that movie, right? So, like I said, after re-watching it, I decided to take another look at my love life. And the very first thing was that like I said, Operation Unicorn, I wasn't too too detailed in in a lot of things that I was saying. And I think that as a podcaster, as an up-and-coming podcaster, even though I've been doing this for a minute, it is it is not fair to you guys. You know I'm saying I kind of owe it to you guys to to try to be as honest as possible. So this episode, I want to preface it by saying this to any women who I used to date or who I used to have relations with. If you listen to this episode, um, I genuinely do mean no disrespect for the things that I am about to say. And I also want to say that this is not for them. This is for everyone. If I sound bitter saying anything on this episode, eh, fuck it. I don't really care. Because the problems with being a stand-up nigga is that my entire life, in terms of dating, actually in terms of most things, G, I take my L's in silence and I just roll with the punches, right? I just take my L's in silence and roll with the punches but this platform is probably one of the few platforms where i actually get to speak my mind and speak as honestly as possible without fear of judgment or somebody cutting me off or somebody fucking my point up or somebody not understanding it so with that being said we're gonna get to the shits and you know i struggled with where to start this at because as I was like writing the outline for this, my mind was a million different places, right? A million different fucking places. So I'll start by saying this. I've realized more recently that when it comes to the aspects of love or dating or things like that, 
I am a broken man. And broken in the sense of I am tired. And when I say tired, I mean I am fucking tired. I am famished. I am almost depleted. I don't know if I have anything left in the tank. That is a fear of mine that I'm actively working towards not accepting it. But the more days that pass, the more interactions that I have with women, the more I just realize that, yo, man, I can do bad by my goddamn self. And the reason that I say that is because I was thinking about eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. And I want to ask y'all this question because I'm asking myself this question. If I could erase all of the dealings that I had with chicks, whatever the, the definition of those relationships were, if I could erase those shits, would I? And, you know, the more headstrong version of me, the more nonchalant version of me would be like, no, no. But the tired me says yes. Without a fucking doubt. Without a question, man. Erase him. Get it the fuck out of here, man. Get it the fuck out of here, man. Because here's the thing, man. I've realized that one, I have never dealt with a woman who has reciprocated any energy or yeah I ain't never met a chick I ain't never dealt with a chick who reciprocated any of the shit that I did for him or was willing to do for him not a singular one I remember the time this chick told me the chick that I was talking to she told me and I don't know if I mentioned this on the other episode but she told me I can't fuck with you anymore because you seem like a ladies man and you seem like a player and I'm not willing to get hurt. And when I tell you she got all of that based on Twitter And when I tell you I don't even interact with that many women in that capacity or flirt like that on the top, that was never me. I may hit a joke with women here or there, but if I am seriously talking to someone, you won't even see that out of me. Single Eric is different from relationship Eric. Because when Eric is single, Eric is straight Saha. You know what I'm saying? But when Eric is in a relationship, Eric is Eric. But she got that grand ass shit out of there, right? And 
When I tell you when she sent me that shit, nigga, I could have flipped over every table in the crib because I just wanted to be like, bitch, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Do my actions not match my words? And when I tell you, like, I couldn't, there was no way for me to defend myself because Shorty was out the fucking jam on my ass. She hit me with that shit and was out the jam, G. I texted her back. She did not respond. I double text. Do you know how the pain in a nigga's soul to double text a motherfucker and they don't respond? Yo. That shit hurt. Now, throughout this episode, I'm pretty sure a few of my homies gonna listen to this shit and be like, oh, this nigga emotional as fuck. Yes, nigga. Yes, the fuck I am. I am emotionally compromised. I am emotionally distraught. Because as I'm sitting there thinking about this shit, I gotta tap into something. I gotta tap into that emotion to really talk about it. I can't be nonchalant about all that shit forever. So, yeah, like I said, she got off the jam with my ass. And the thing about women that I deal with, that I talk to, I don't block them. I don't expunge them from my life. I don't. Every woman that I've talked to has stopped talking to me. Every last single one. And after I, after I, after it's all said and done, they never reach out again. And when I say never reach out again, I'm telling you, they never reach out again. They don't even tell a nigga happy birthday. People died in my family. They don't say my condolences. They don't say a motherfucking word. But you do, you know who, who doesn't hold any hard feelings? Me. At this all said and done, I don't. Happy birthday. Hope you have a blessed day. Oh, such and such passed my condolences. Simple shit. I don't even get pledges. I don't get pleasantries. I don't get courtesies. I don't get none of that shit. Leading me to say this statement, G. Closure is for women. Closure is shit that Closure was created by women for women for whatever the fuck reason. Niggas don't get closure. I will never have a reason of why these women stop fucking with me outside of like the obvious situations and shit. Like I remember a time, it's two different times. The shorty shows their exes over me, right? And as a man, like I'm not, I'm at the point where I'm about to make you my girl. Energies change. I deal with the punches. I roll. You know what I'm saying? I take my L's. I stand up in it. I stand up in that L that I got to take. I don't bash you. I don't hold no heart. I don't harbor any bad feelings. I take the L. I, a shorty told me that you. I don't want to lose you, but I don't want to lose him either. 
And as I sat there eating my chicken and my couscous, sipping my drink, I said to her, with the utmost confidence, because I truly believe it, I said, look, at the end of the day, you can be friends with him and be with me. I don't think that'll happen the other way around. Cause if you if you choose if you choose a nigga over me and you want to be friends with me, that is perfectly fine. Will that nigga accept that? I've lost so many women that it You know what I'm saying? I'm just I take my L's. Yeah, I don't have the thing about it is most women think that niggas have this sense of entitlement that niggas can't handle rejection. No. There are plenty of niggas like me who can take that ill. But the end of the day is y'all choices. You choose niggas who would not. They don't see the other side. They're, they, they ain't built like that. Them niggas are not built like that. You choose a lot of niggas who ain't built like that. And that's not to put me on a pedestal because like, oh, we'll get to me. We'll get to the flaws that I think I have. But then you have women like like the, the, the one of those situations like chose a chose a motherfucker over me. And then it never pans out. No chick that I've talked to is in a relationship right now. None. Zero. Zilch. Goose egg. Damn. So you're not even with the niggas that I lost to? Well, damn. If you're going to shit on me, at least eat something good. That's all I ask. And then, you know, like, even if you try to have conversations later, Cause I've had to, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've had minimum conversations with a few different chicks who I tried to, like, that that nothing went anywhere with. And the question that I pose to them is, like, how how can I talk to you again when you can dispose of me so easily? With that, you know what I'm saying? Sit in there for a second. How can I... How can I be around a person who would shove me to the side so easily? Because like I said about the reciprocation thing, like meeting women who don't and my effort ain't my effort is just considerate. Like I recognize that in most relationships, you have to dispel all of the fucking insecurities. You have to try to love a motherfucker. If they have all those insecurities, you have to try to love a motherfucker until they start to love themselves. You got to put work in. And as a nigga who's always been about, oh, I'm not afraid to put no amount of work in. Not afraid to do it at all. So, 
not not only that, but like I said, all of that, all of this, this led me into, and I know I'm getting sporadic and jumping all over the gym, but outside of me just pondering these shits and realizing, like, yo, I'm really a broken nigga, like, to the point where it's like, yo, I am skeptical of every new woman that I meet, man. So much to the point where it's seldom that I shoot a shot now because when I tell you there's a, I, I have to convince myself, like I have to go through this 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 process to give every new woman I meet the benefit of the doubt. I have to dispel all preconceived notions. I have to try to get past all of this shit, all of this bullshit that I've been through and give a motherfucker the benefit of the doubt. Every single time. I have to do that over. That shit is tiring. That shit is so tiring to the point where most of the times I don't even feel like doing it. I was talking to my homegirl the other day and she was just like, you're not dating anybody like it's been a few years since you've and I'm just like I no longer seek to be strangers with the women I have love for can't do it can't do it I'm not trying to be strangers again I'm not trying to learn motherfuckers just to ultimately be strangers again. To ultimately get shitted on again. Not not it. That's not what's up. That's not the groove. That shit is tiring. And you know, I get I I got a few motherfuckers who be like, hey, you know, it'll be your time. It'll be your man, it is so easy for me to walk outside and get a girlfriend right now. That has never been the issue. Meeting women, courting them, getting a girl. I can get a girlfriend tomorrow. That is not the issue. The issue is quality. The issue is meeting motherfuckers who pour the same amount of effort into you as you do to them. That is how I try to love. That is how I try to date. I don't have, like, I recognize that when you meet a motherfucker, you don't have your words. Your words can mean nothing. Your words can literally mean nothing. You got action. I'm an action nigga. I'm there. there you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say, of course I have my words, but I'm trying to make sure my actions align with it. Just as heavy. Just as hard. Because shit, at the end of the day, like, women don't chase niggas. Y'all don't shoot y'all shot. I have never had a chick shoot a shot at me. Well, let me say this. I've never had a chick that I was attracted to shoot a shot at me. You know what I'm saying? The women that I have no interest in, no affection, it's been like three Three in my life. Three women have shot their shots in my life. Ah, two. Two in person have shot their shots. 
One shot they shot with a friend, and that friend told me. And that's it. Outside of that, I go out here, I go into court, I lace those shoes up, and I try to drive to the rack. You know what I'm saying? I try to 08 mellow that thing. I try to do that. Denver Nuggets mellow. I try to shoot my shit. I try to go mm, back to the basket. What you want? You want to square up? You want to come off the block? You want to go baseline? What's up? You want to slash? That's me. But that's tiring. It gets, you know, it gets tedious to try to fucking cultivate something out of thin air. Like you're fucking David Blaine or some shit. Gets really tired. And like I said, like, you go through these processes, you meet these women, you learn these women, you go through all this shit, you date, you court, you try to dispel all the insecurities, you still got to compete with other niggas before you get to a certain point. So up until that point, you're competing with other niggas. So not only I got to stand out from the fray of niggas, and then I do stand out from the fray of niggas, all this time I've spent investing in learning a motherfucker don't learn shit about you. Which is why I say it's never been reciprocated. I bet you it's a lot of bitches I talk to that couldn't even tell you, like, my favorite movie, my favorite beverage, my favorite none of that. Because the amount of effort that I put in is to the amount of effort that they put in, it doesn't show. It doesn't show whatsoever. So, would I erase a lot of these relationships? Of fucking course. Of course. Can I? No. Unfortunately, it's a movie. So, I had to stand up in those L's. Got to be headstrong in those L's. And I got to take them. So I want to say, like, the three most significant lessons of how I viewed love is that every day is harder for me to believe in it. Because if I sat here and say that I knew how to love everybody, I couldn't. couldn't tell you that. There's a chick right now, right? I could date her but she is so broken that man I would lose myself trying to love her that is how broken she is and that's unfortunate G cause it be fire women like that that have been through so fucking much that You just gotta can't you gotta catch that opportunity after they didn't heal the fuck up. You gotta catch them like that. But I don't know. Maybe that'll never happen. I don't I don't know. And I'm thinking about my current situations moving forward. I just shot I shot another shot recently and I'm I'm apprehensive about it. Let me get some water real fast. I need to sip. Super apprehensive about it because 
I'm getting all of the signs that previous women have given me. And when I tell you I am slowly getting the fuck out the jam right now. And that's that notion of like, yo, it's so many unnecessary hurdles. And on top of those unnecessary fucking hurdles, I never, I can't get shorty in it in a intimate setting to save my life. I'm talking none of that shit. Now, granted, it's a pandemic outside. <laughs> but I am creative enough to, to 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 maneuver around it. And the excuse of well I'm guarded it that only lasts for so long. I'm I'm getting bored as fuck with this current shit. Because it I'm, I'm Nigga, when I tell you, when I tell you, I can't get past a certain point. Like, whenever I feel like I can't get past a certain point, I'm gone. You ain't even got to worry about me being there. But at the end of the day, I'm chasing them. So they don't give a fuck. They don't give two shits about that shit. I can get out the jam. I can go. That shit is not going to affect them none. You know why? Because they don't. Nigga, you're, you want me. I don't want you. So therefore, you can't. I lose nothing in this. That's how I always have to understand these situations. That's how I come to terms with most of these situations of like, you know, I don't feel entitled, but stop bragging about the things that you want if you don't consider them when they're presented to you. Because then... Then you're just out here talking. And even with this, it's like I recognize that women move the goalposts for niggas that they want. That they, I want that nigga. I'm going to move the goalposts. We're going to make it a lot easier for this nigga. Me, I might have to weave through three defenders. It may be another nigga who got the back door cut and the basket's wide open. I recognize it. I understand it. Some niggas have to work harder than others. I get that. As a nigga who didn't shot all his shots in my life, I'm going to forever have to work harder than others. I just think I'm at the end of the road where I'm trying. So I think moving forward, I don't want to... I'm done working hard. Sometimes I want to tell my parents, I'm like, yo, look, here's the thing, like... You may think I'm joking when I say this, but our legacy is going to stop. If it's dependent on me to expand the legacy of my family, we might as well call it one. 
we might as well call we might as well be happy with this right here that we got you know what i'm saying this little intermediate family that we got right now because it ain't going to extend past this and when i say i genuinely believe that i genuinely believe that g and it's not even just me like i talked to a few of my homies and man like i had homies in relationships and they be fucking going through it so of course the other side ain't always fucking glitter and gold the grass ain't always green on the other side but to, to put it in plain terms like this i'll put it in movie terms for you niggas hitch right in hitch one of my one of the most significant parts of that movie is when you was talking to shorty on the boat right and she was like you had this nigga learn all this shit i'm paraphrasing by the way was all of that shit a part of it and then he asked i asked like would you have noticed the nigga then if niggas didn't use these underhanded tactics to get your attention to draw your attention would you notice these niggas Like, I got homies who, man, when I tell you these niggas do way big, they are better men than me. The gestures that they hit women with make my shit look like peanuts. The effort, the amount of work that they put in make my shit look like I'm not doing nothing. And them niggas be getting shitted on. Them niggas be ready to, them niggas be super depressed. I'm moping. Them niggas hate women. <laughs> Them niggas hate y'all. They legitimately hate y'all. Because the only thing you hear about is the things that niggas do wrong. Or, But no. No woman I've ever dated has communicated with me. Honestly. A thousand hints. They give you a thousand ladies. A thousand hints is not an answer. A thousand hints ain't the shit that you want to say. Stop expecting niggas to pick. Use your words. Use your adult words. Use your adult big words. And let's get it the fuck out the gym. Let's do that. Sound good? All right. Use those words. I never dealt with a chick who communicated openly with me. I always got to guess some shit. And if I guess wrong, guess what? They're out the fucking jam. And guess what else? There ain't no closure. It ain't no, hey, Eric, I stopped talking to you because of this. I don't get that. I just get the double text and the tweet and the subtweet and the move the fuck on. I get the childish shit at the end of the, I get the childish coins at the end of that punk ass rainbow. That's all I get. So at this stage of my life, I think love sucks ass. Okay. Well, I can't even say love sucks ass. I don't, I've never experienced it. So I can't say it sucks ass. But what I can say is that the one chick to the one chick who I felt like 
I could believe in the idea of loving somebody else. I am not even a fucking miniature thought in her mind. I am like, I am not even the most minuscule passing of thought in her mind. And I know that for a fact. I wrote a chicky email once. An email about time and choice, right? And in that email, I remember one thing I specifically said was, I chose to be right over being happy. And as I look back at that situation and realize that one, I have never talked to her again. I'd make the same choice back then that I did. I have no ill will towards any woman that I've talked to. In fact, I wish them all the best. I hope that they find niggas that they enjoy, that they like, that they love, that makes them happy. I just hope that you don't talk to me about it because I don't give a fuck. I hope you're happy, but I hope to fucking never know it. Because, man, when you like, think about it like this. Every relationship that you have, you kind of give someone a piece of yourself. And if it doesn't work out, you don't get that piece back. They don't, oh, here's the piece of you that I got. You don't get that back. So it's not like soul ties. I don't really believe in soul ties. Do I believe any of these women my soulmates? No. No. I think my soulmate is the person in the future, not the person in the past. At all. Do not believe in that shit at all. But what I'm saying is that. Eh, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm just going to hit y'all with this Saha scripture and get the fuck out the jam. Uh, my Saha scripture for today is this. Um, each relationship that you've ever been in, any interaction that you've had with the opposite sex while pursuing relationships, there is a lesson in there. Sometimes it's a harsh lesson. Sometimes it's a good one. I will want you to understand this, that there are going to be times where you get shitted on and you will never know why. And I am here to tell you, do not rack your brain trying to figure out why somebody doesn't want you. Hold yourself accountable for, for your own actions. Don't be dumb and, and not do that. Hold yourself accountable for your actions, for the things that you did wrong. But if you did nothing wrong, if you can't explain why something ended in a logical way, do not rack your brain trying to figure that shit out. So, this has been a wise word from a stubborn man. And I'll see you next time. I'm out.